woman should be and i dedicate my life to you always the love like yours is grand it must have been sent from up above and i know you'll stay this way for always and we both know that our love will grow and forever it will be you and me hey Oh, God. Oh, you're like the sun chasing all of the rain away. Oh, dear. When you come around. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Every week, somebody texts me and it's like, what is Jade singing? Every week, somebody, one of my musically inclined friends is like, what is that? And I'm like, child, you see, I just be silent. I just let her finish. <laughs> I just let her finish because, I mean, there's nothing else. I don't care I what do. you music snobs think. A nigga mm. will jam. Till eternity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, nigga. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jaden Key. I think this is episode 70. It is. Absolutely. And we are back to talk about all things adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations and the taxes of being a real life adult in the year of our Lord 2018. And the trolling of all of you musical snobs. Oh, my God. (laughs) My heavens. I just don't care. It's fun. (laughs) My heavens. So, yeah, man, we're back. What's cracking? Not much. I just saw you. Shout out to Reed Temple AME for having us um, for the Impact Conference. It was a good time. Totally. Thank you to everybody who showed up and supported us for our Adulting 101 sessions. Um, that was fun. It was fun to interact and and it was a, we had a, more of in a discussion setting as opposed to us teaching because I'm not a teacher. Kia, you know. Kia's is um, educator of all things, but no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you, but I, but no, it was a good time. It was a good time. So thank you to everybody who came out and supported. Um, and yeah, you know, just been you know working, getting ready for Makosa this weekend. If you're in Brooklyn, make sure you come through. It's on the 28th this Saturday. It looks like the rain has pushed, so it should be an amazing time. It is my favorite party of the entire year. And um, we're going to do something new, Santana and I, this month, uh, as far as food is concerned. But it's going to be just as delicious as always. What's going on with you, sis? Absolutely nothing. I'm just working and working and working and working. And I am just trying to be a good steward over the opportunities that have been presented to me. Keeping my head down and I'm just doing my work. But I mean, you know, same old same. This week I have... Semi short work week, and then I won't be going to the office for the full week. I'll be working remotely. Uh, I have to travel to Nashville this week because today is my mother's birthday. And um, next, I mean, on Friday, Friday night, Friday, I don't know, my dates are all turned around. 
I believe it's fr- the 27th of this month. My Friday. grandparents will celebrate 65 years of marriage. Congratulations. Absolutely ridiculous. No, it's not. Um, so, yeah. So I will be in Nashville with my family this week. So that should be an interesting, uh, you know, set of events. I'm looking looking forward to it. It's always a good time when we get together. So, yeah, that's what's going on with me, man. Just trying to keep my bills paid, keep these Amen. lights on. That's all Oof. I need. Well, we need this good electricity so we can get these episodes out. Um, congratulations to your grandparents. They are beautiful and wonderful, and I love them, and I'm so happy for them. <laughs> uh, it's so fun, like. We, you know, when my grandfather passed a few years ago, uh, he passed a couple months before their 65th wedding anniversary. Um, so it's just, I don't know, it's just a model. Kia said it's crazy, it's ridiculous, but it's just such a model. Like, we just don't see that like that anymore. And I just, I just think that's amazing. 65 years, nigga, I haven't even been alive, I've been alive half of that. Most of us have, but it's just. <laughs> I mean, it's something, it's a blessing to watch. It's something, um, you know, I just love to sit and listen to my grandparents. They don't even intend to be or are not intentionally so, but they just have such a wisdom of, you know, I guess that happens when you've been around for such a long time and you've seen so much. But just watching them um, and have had the opportunity to watch them for so long it's just really been a blessing that I don't take for granted. I love them so much, and I'm excited that I'm going to get a chance to spend some time with them. That's beautiful. I'm happy for you guys, and I'm happy for them. Shout out to the celebration. I cannot wait to see all of the posts. Ain't going to be no posts. <laughs> I want to see pictures. I want to see video. <laughs> girl, girl. I want to love. feel like I was there. In the land of fast food. Well, there is an abundance. An abundance. I just, I cannot talk enough about how much fast food there is in that. It is absolutely ridiculous how Nashville has almost every fast food chain known to (laughs) man in its city. It is, I am just, it it just really took me by, it just really took over my life. That's really all you talk about. (laughs) It was fascinating. It was like a strip of fast food. It was all you spoke of the (laughs) entire time that you were there. Because I've never seen that in my life. I have never seen 30. But not not everything is there. Like, they don't have Whataburger. They don't have Whataburger, but they have so many other things that you forget. The few things that they don't have. Yeah. (laughs) But um, let's move on to some trash. Let's. Let's do that. The basura is caliente, caliente, caliente today. It is cha-cha-cha, all of that. Oh, my word. I'm so out of the loop. I've been in meetings literally all day today, so I don't even know what's going on in the pulse of the interweb. So this should Same. be enlightening. You know, I have to get the trash for you guys. Mm-hmm. So, And it is just in abundance today. I was overwhelmed and had to cut things out. Dear God. So we're going to start off with the ultimate trash. Not, excuse me, it's not the ultimate. The, the trash is just all trash today. There's nothing good. I just want you all to know. Um, Faith Evans and Stevie J have exchanged wedding vows. You know, I'm 
May the ghost of Christopher Wallace haunt you too forever. Well, I just feel ways because when I first heard it, like my friend Jessica sent Latoya and I, we have a group chat called Nubia Moments. Shout out to Nubia Moments. <laughs> <laughs> that is so black. We used to call ourselves, like, in, in undergrad, we used to get together and have lunch or brunch on Saturday, and we would sit around the table, and we would call the table, like, Nubian Moments. You want to go have some Nubian Moments? So, <laughs> Nubian Moments, because we're just oh, dramatic. magazine-ass Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, shout out to Toya and Jessica. So, Jessica broke the story for, for us this weekend. And the first thing that came to my mind, honestly, is that both of them are back on that they're narcotic. Like, I just just really felt like cocaine was heavily involved in this reunion between Faith Evans and Stevie J. Um, It is every time. But I don't know. I mean, from what I have seen, I've had some very cursory exposure to this story. Just, you know, like in passing, I've seen it. And it appears that they are genuinely like, this is a thing. It's gross, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't <laughs> they They shamelessly call themselves the Jordans and release some sort of musical something or other. That something I, about I a minute or it only takes a minute. Yeah, like it's all, and then it's like, it's all hashtag, it's all love or some shit like that. And I was like, Oof. y'all just... Y'all just gonna steal the Carter's whole. Y'all just really are going to be. They can't. They couldn't good. possibly. They can't even reach. They don't even know where the Carter's anything. Great is to value steal. version. It's not even. It's like the Dollar Tree version. It is a Dollar Tree. <laughs> Dollar General version of anything. They actually could never. They I was like, probably I was... could on her own, but since she has joined forces nah. with the scum of the sleaze of the earth. Uh, and Stephen Jordan, I don't really even know. I mean, her her prices have plummeted. Her her value, her stock has uh, gone down. It has gone down. I mean, okay. chapter eleven and thirteen just yeah, baby, is both of them bankrupt. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking about. I hope every time the both of you goes to sleep, you hear uh, Angela Bassett um, as uh, Viola Wallace. Um, Valletta. Valletta Wallace. Thank you. I was thinking of Viola Davis. Um, Christopher, I hope you all hear that every time you close your eyes. I, I hope mean, every- there was Biggie. I mean, uh, Stevie J had Biggie in his, uh, what is the thing called in your in your Twitter background? The um, banner? Your background? No, the <laughs> yeah. Oh, banner. yeah, 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 like, yeah. You have like the banner and yeah. then you have the, you're like. So he oh, had yeah, a your picture. Co- like your cover joint. Yeah, he had a picture of Biggie. That is disgusting. And that it was just like, disturbing. bruh, this is so gross. <laughs> disturbing. Like I like I hope Biggie's eye haunts y'all forever. I really, really do. I'm not here for it. Woo. Okay, so the trash is going to get heavier. Oh God. Roberto Kelly. Who? Exactly. Released a 19-minute no. song. No. Called I admit. Of course he does. Is it actually an admittance? Is it a, is it a confession? I don't know because I refuse to listen to it. Nineteen minutes. Heard, it don't take him nineteen minutes to say I am this. I am a terrible trash person. It, it, it shouldn't right. take him that long to say that. No, it literally takes you just as long as it took here to just say it right now. Um, doesn't have to be put in a song. Nobody needs any of that. Uh, I refuse to listen to it because I have banned him from 
any and everything. I feel like if we uh, as a nation, as a body of Christ, as a body of believers, if we would just get together and all of us would just, we would just commit to ignoring R. Kelly. <laughs> for oh. the rest of our lives, he would have no choice but to just go away. Go away. Go away. Like, I don't care that you can't read. I don't care he about can't anything. Read. That's what he says, I guess. <sighs> None of my business. I, I think pray that, for him. I pray that he I do not pray for him. No, whatever. I don't pray for him. I mean, I, I, mean, I, mean, I pray that rope. whatever it is that he is in search of, I pray that he finds that, whatever... I pray that he, uh, that everybody stays away from him. I think that would be the best. I pray uh, that he gets everything that he's inflicted on everybody in his whole entire life. I pray that it comes back on him. Um, like Job, not saying like Job was faithful and holy, but I pray that may all of the horrible things strike Roberto Kelly <laughs> because he's a terrible human being. May all of the trapped in the closets come back to haunt him. May all of the things that he sung about come back to haunt him um, in every way possible. And he drowned. Um, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't want him to know that. In P. I don't know. So we're done with R. Kelly. That's the Lord's business. The Lord will handle right. R. Kelly. I trust that fully and completely. He will. I mean, may his toenails fall off every day. <laughs> That's all. May May he have to drink pea water, sh- little sugar-avery pea, every day for the rest of his life. May his taste buds <laughs> lose their sensory cap- capacity. May everything may he that he touches, may everything that he tastes from now on taste like carbon dioxide. Ooh. Nothing. Ooh. Just nothing. May, may he lose his big toes and his thumbs so that he may go through a life of imbalance. Um... And the inability of thumbs. I don't. I don't know if you guys <laughs> realize how horrible your life would be without thumbs. Like, just think about it. Just tuck your thumbs in real quick. Everybody, do it with me. It only takes a second. And just imagine your life without thumbs and big toes. It's gonna be weebling and wobbling all over the place. Mm. <laughs> anyway, moving along. More trash. Um. Marquise McLaughlin was shot and killed by a white man who is not going to be arrested what? in Florida. Yes. So a white man shot uh, uh, a young black man by the name of Mar- Marquise McLaughlin, who was defending his girlfriend um, in a parking lot of a mall, I believe. Uh, he was shot and killed by a white man who is not going to be charged for murder. They are allowing him to pass with the stand your ground law. Hmm. So... Um, hmm. It just continues, and it's it's awful. Um, yeah. And then, Nia, uh, so there were some sisters in Oakland by the name of Nia and Tashina Wilson. Um, they were stabbed at a BART station in Oakland. Jesus Christ. Nia passed away. Uh, Tashina is in um, critical condition. Hmm. The man has been, it was a white man. He has been identified in his picture. He just randomly, just randomly stabbed these women. I believe so. Let me confirm that. Yeah, I believe it was a, a random stabbing at a at a train station. So um, he has been identified and his picture is circulating around. So, you know, if you see it and you recognize this man and you live in the Oakland area, 
by all means, please call the authorities because this is this is a tragedy. The girls were young. I believe they were 19 and 21. So mm. um, one of them is in critical condition, but Nia has passed away. Um, and then Offset was arrested uh, not too far from his home for drugs and gun possession. The authorities <laughs> said they smell, right, said they smell weed. Of course they did. Pulled him over, right? Like, first of all, like niggas love to ride around their neighborhood smoking in the car. Why? Why? We all see Cardi's posts every single day. You guys clearly live on this compound. You've got fifty-five dogs. Like, you have plenty of space for you to go outside and smoke somewhere on your own property, so that you are not pulled over. You have a newborn baby at home. What are you doing? Being what twenty-one? How old are these children? <laughs> children nigga shit and nigga, it's like children and nigga shit mm-hmm. it's niggas and flies i do despise um i do despise so that's it for the trash i ain't got no more i can't really do much more unless you want to hear about the lead singer of color me bad who i don't even know who that is <laughs> yes you do i want to sex you up color me bad from the 90s TikTok, you don't stop <laughs> TikTok, you don't stop. TikTok, you don't stop. Did you see? Did you see this? This this Shrek looking corn pop teeth having ass white woman who posted what? posted on her social media. I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook, but she posted a picture of Melania and Michelle Obama talking about Beauty and the Beast. No, she no, herself. Ma'am. She herself. Oh, no, ma'am. Looks like she could be Captain Crunch's great aunt. <laughs> but would fix her funny looking ass face. <laughs> I it is I just felt, I said this like your girl look like Fiona's Graham T Ooh. out here <laughs> and won't come for my auntie Michelle. Fiona's Medea. And I just feel like <laughs> that is just the utter essence of caucasity. The caucasity runs rampant. The Beckery. I mean, my God, from Zion. Like, the Beckery run. You know what? You know what? I do have another trash, and I need to pull this up. I should have put this on the list. So a friend of mine, I have shouted her out for shout out to my sis, Vanessa. She owns a t-shirt company by the name of Rabble and Rouse. Um, I posted a picture in one of their shirts today that says, Elect Black Women. Love it. It's a woman of color run company. So, as we talk about the caucasity and the Beckery. She posts a company. So she has a she had a, a shirt that she um, made maybe like two or three years ago that says "No Pepsi is not okay" because she's from Atlanta, and you all know that's the land of Coke. Aww. So a white t-shirt company comes along and makes a shirt that says um, "Pepsi is not okay." Okay. So she posts on the people's page, and she was like, "Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen this shirt before, but this you know this company." You know, we the shirt was put out a few years ago. She's like, and I don't expect that I'm ever going to, you know, that that maybe, you know, there might be something, some similar content out there somewhere. She's like, but it was just too close to home. So the company says, oh, well, great minds think alike. Hmm. And they're attached to the Marriott. They're attached to a, uh, this is attached to a campaign for the Marriott. Buffet. Great minds think so alike. So they're like, great minds think alike. She's like, great minds think alike. But if you put in the search engine, Pepsi's not okay. T-shirt. She's the first thing to Is come she up in the first several posts. I'm 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 not sure. I hope she did. 
Um, Trademark your things, they, ladies and gentlemen. Trademark. They, but they also they also changed it by like one, like by one word. They put um Pepsi is not okay. So they say great minds think alike. Ain't no great minds. Y'all are out here stealing. The Beckery runs rampant. Y'all are out here stealing. So I just wanted to put that out there. If you see a shirt that's um, Pepsi is not okay, they stole it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that is not the first instance of thievery, and it won't be the last. It won't, because that's what this country was founded mm-hmm. on. That part. Let's move on to some shout outs. Indeed. My sister's popping right now. Like. All right, y'all, it's time for shout outs to my sister. We have two shout outs this week. I'm going to do the first one. Mm-hmm. The first shout out is um, I would like to shout out Anastasia Oontz. I hope it's Oontz and not say, but either way, it's Anastasia Oontz. I'll leave her website. <laughs> I've talked to her, I've, I've shared her information <laughs> on here before. She is the owner proprietor of Camira Spa here in the DMV, and she is a licensed uh, esthetician. And I have been using her her personal line of skincare products for the last couple of months, and my skin is in a full flourish. So I'm a really big yes, fan of you know her work. But she hit me up because she has recently uh, curated a skincare shopping list for Black women, especially. Mm-hmm. And it it features a chart where you can, if you're new to skincare or have gaps in your skincare routine, you can take it with you shopping in a store or online for beauty products. She outlines the products that will be ideal for your respective uh, skin types and skin issues. If you're not sure about what your skin type is, you can, you know, book a consultation with her or with a local esthetician to find out. But the routine calendar will assist you with sticking to your routine so you can obtain and sustain your glow. So she really outlines for the four skin types, dry, normal, oily, and sensitive, literally all the products that you need, not just the products themselves, but the specific ingredients that you should be looking for that will that will appeal to your specific skincare needs. So for example, if you have normal to dry skin like me, then your cleanser should be a gel cleanser and it should feature vitamin C, your exfoliator, should, um, you know, you can exfoliate with glycolic acid, glycolic pill pads. If you have a serum, it should be a vitamin A, C, or E serum and have higher hyaluronic acid. So she really lays out um, for all skin types the specific... What about for oily and sensitive? Well, what are you looking for? Cleanser, exfoliator, serum, mask, toner, moisturizer, eye treatment, SPF, yes. night treatment... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to read all of this. But <laughs> um, so like, for example, if you have oily skin, your moisturizer should be water-based or gel-based. It should be oil-free. Um, okay. And if you are looking for an eye treatment for your sensitive skin, your eye treatment should be gel-based. Gel-based, it could, uh, should feature things like aloe vera, amino acids, cucumber extract, algae, and sea kelp. Those are the things that are going to help keep your eyes together. Versus somebody like me who will be looking for something with hyaluronic acid and retinol and caffeine to kind of assist in the anti-aging. But yeah, so check this out. You can find this on um, Anastasia's website that will be featured, uh, that will be included in the description box. I believe that this skincare shopping list is on sale. You can download the PDF for only $5 and there's really a host of information 
um, that is provided here. You can literally print it out or have it in your phone and take it with you to Sephora or Ulta or wherever you get your skincare and really make sure that you are getting the um, specific items that are going to keep your skin out here in a full flourish. So shout out to Anastasia for hitting me up. And yes. yeah, you guys go ahead and get this good information, man. You won't be sorry. Several of you have asked me who my esthetician is. Um, and I do consult with both Anastasia and Janine Taylor of Taylor Made Aesthetics. You guys, I've shared her information uh, here before. So yeah, everyone, every, I'll be sure to include that in the description box. But that's the shout out. That's one of them. So check it out. Make sure you hit that up. I know I'll be downloading that PDF. Uh-huh. Um, the next one I'm going to do, we want to do something a little different. It's a, it's a listener email. Uh, and it was just something really nice that we, that we wanted to share. So it says, hello, lovely beauties. I wanted to start off by saying I love your podcast so much. I get my almost adult life every week. And I adore that you both share so much of yourself with us. Kia, Yo. your support and highlight of academia is, is serving as a motivator for me to return to school. And Jade, please send a nigga a plate. No. The description of your food has me this too. listener salivating. You know I'll cook for you. Uh-huh. Now to shout out. My darling dear mother was diagnosed with breast cancer back in February, and it has been a journey caring for her through this process. I'm so proud of her, of how her optimism, humor, and faith have gotten her through this process. And while she's not completely finished with her treatments, I'm so proud to report that she officially finished chemo on July 13th. All right. My little milk dud, chocolatey and bald, she approves of the nickname, yes. is on her way to her next treatments, but I wanted to celebrate her latest accomplishment. I'm excited. Love you both and keep up the good work. Shout out to your mom, Nicole. Man, mom is finna bust this cancer in his throat. I'm in excited. Simple. I'm excited. I am. I'm hyped for it. So please continue to keep us updated on her journey. Um, let us know when have... she beats the pants off of it. I'm I'm excited. She's going and let to us know that. if she wants us to jump in because both of us. Listen, fight. I got two hands. <laughs> they ready. <laughs> Four hands, act rights. What you want to do? What you need? So yeah, give your mom our love. Let us let her know she's in our prayers, and please keep us updated. We know she's gonna get through this. And that is our shout out this week. Continue to send your shout outs to Getting Grown Podcast at gmail.com Early. Hey, hey, Noah. In a building. In a building. In a building. Noah, where are your clothes, darling? Where are your clothes? Auntie can't ask you where your clothes are. Um, I'm gonna take a shower. So I know, but your whole naked self. Look at you. I'm just gonna dunk because I don't want you to see. Okay. <laughs> All right, you go on and take your shower. Come on, I'm recording. Give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on now. Get out of here. Go. Thank you. Yeah, go. Don't be trying to cover. You ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you got gone. I'm just loving appearance from ASAP Noah. Trying to cover her little bites. Leave her. Listen, her privacy. Noah, can you please you and your bed bites go out and get out of here? Close the door. All right. That's Close right. That's, she's supposed <laughs> to cover her business. You can't have the girls in your business or your bits. That's right. <laughs> All right. Now we can move right along swiftly. Today's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Kapari. I never used to think about deodorant. I just swipe it on and go. But I've got to tell you about the aluminum-free deodorant that changed the game for me, Kapari. 
Capari's coconut deodorant is an aluminum-free deodorant that doesn't suck. Capari's deodorant takes care of smell without plugging up your sweat glands and messing with your body's natural patterns. It doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue, just the subtle scent of coconut milk. Most importantly, it works. It fights odor with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil, and it's free of silicone sulfates, parabens, GMOs, and baking soda. It's gotten a lot of love from editors at Cosmo and People, and there are thousands of five-star reviews on Kapari's website from people who are now coconut converts. Kapari offers a money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to try, but hurry, they can barely keep it in stock. I got my Kapari deodorant a couple of weeks ago. I've been using it. I have absolutely no complaints. It smells amazing. It's clean. It's fresh. It's simple. It's amazing. I love it. I'm actually, I'm actually sold, and I'm totally a coconut convert. Say aloha to Kapari. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash grown to make the safe switch today and see how you can save $5 off your first order. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash grown, kaparibeauty.com slash grown. All right. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've done this, maybe uh, actually a few months since we haven't done this since February, but we're going to have an honesty bag episode, honesty box grab bag episode. And we're going to dig into some of these letters because we have been inundated with requests for our input and advice and all manner of things. Um, So we're going to, you know, just jump right in. Um, We love your letters. Continue to send them. Um, and they really help us out on weeks like this when we're both spent and we don't really have a lot to talk about. So we're just going to let the discussion evolve as we get into y'all's business. That sounds That's like right. fun, doesn't it? It sounds like like a wonderful time. Oh, my gosh. Don't you just love it? Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. That's my Andre Leon tally. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> well, Andre Leon tally uh, lived, I feel like at the time, I don't know if he lived or he either either lived or frequented the suburbs when when I you know I grew up in White Plains so he used to mm-hmm. go to this diner the city limits city limits diner on Central <laughs> Avenue and he used to order a French onion soup honey he was just sitting there <laughs> with his captain and he would just call he would just call everybody darling and 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 dear heart and just sit there and, dear heart I'd like a sweet tea listen, a French onion soup and a biscuit thank just you just sit there in all of his grandeur and he would read Vogue Italia and all of all kinds in this of, diner in the city limits diner, he would order French onion. I would French onion. Have a bowl of French onion soup, please. It was just, you know, I just love. Thank her. you, sweet, sweet baby. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, precious. Thank you so much. He was just and he just everything was fabulous. He would just walk in there. He'd be like, "Oh, your book bag oh. is smashing!" Oh, oh my have god! Have you had the French onion soup? <laughs> die for. Like we would be like 13, 14 years old and see Andre Leon Sally in there. Like, oh, I just look at those. Look at those fantastic Converse sneakers. They all look at those cheekbones, darling. You're going to be something. You're going to be something. <laughs> I just love him so much. And I hope that one day our paths will cross and I'll be able to meet him and I'll remind him of the time when he would sit in the City Limits Diner on Central Avenue right across from the county center. And eat his French onion soup. And it, I still go and get my French onion soup. <laughs> Every three months, me and the City Limits Diner, I'm there with my biscuits and my French <laughs> onion soup. Darling, can I have a can I have a scone and a bowl of French onion soup, please? 
We ain't got no scones, but we got cornbread. <laughs> oh my god. City Limits Diner was a bit of a bougie diner, though, so they probably okay. did have scones. But scones, we would be in there eating cheese fries, and he would be in right there. <laughs> <laughs> eating French onions. All right, so we are going to um, read our first letter. Our first letter, she's asked for an alias, so let's just call her Shaquasia. Okay. Shaquisha says, hey, J.D. Kia, longtime fan, first time writing into the show. Welcome, welcome. Uh, I love listening to you guys every week. I have this huge dilemma. I was dating this guy for three months. Things were great 80 to 85% of the time. However, when we had a disagreement, he would truly just explode and then he would disappear. At that point, I will call and text to try to make things better. I did that because, number one, I felt responsible, so I figured I would want to solve it. And number two, because I truly do like him dearly. And when I say he would have a, uh episode, I don't mean anything physical or emotional, but he would say things that would make me feel really small. Anyway, this last disagreement that we had was over something so tiny, but he has stopped talking to me altogether. I haven't called him, um, but I have texted him quite a bit. I know it's not healthy, but I'm having a hard time walking away. How do you walk away? Thanks, Shaquisha. Do you have any well, advice for uh, young Shaquisha? I feel like Shaquisha must be nineteen years old, but I, gotcha. I don't want—I don't want to assume. Let me just—I just feel like, but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go first, and then I'll chime in. Well, her question was, "How do you walk? How away? do you walk away?" You say, "Bye, nigger." Listen, because. Like, <laughs> Because he sounds like a piece of work. Mary Mary told us. <laughs> Mary Mary said it. Mary uh-huh. Mary said it. Because the other one's canceled. Listen, they said you put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's it. <laughs> Take the shackles off. Dances. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. Yep. You put one foot in front of the other, sis. That's what you do. Like that's that's what I got for you. You you that's how you you say bye, nigga, and you turn around and you stomp away. I just really feel like in these instances, I have been I have been there. Um, I've been in situations where I have felt some level of responsibility for a disagreement, um, but. And, and you know, especially when when I've been cut off. But I know be, being cut off is a deal breaker for me. Because yeah. I, I feel like it's a, it's a sign and an indication. Like someone who wants to be in a relationship with you, um, even if they clam up, they'll clam up temporarily in terms so that they can process, so and and so that they can find the words to respond in the ways that work best for them. But someone who is who has the capacity to cut you off is mm. usually not somebody that you want to have in your life for a long term basis, on a long term basis, or on any basis for that matter. Um, because they remove the security. Yeah, I mean, I I personally have dealt with having experienced it with my dad and in other dating relationships. Like I know for me, you can't disappear on me. If you disappear on me, that's really just like you know. If, if I know that that's your mo, if I know that that's something that you are prone to do, I have a hard time recovering from that. Exactly, um, it's a trigger for me because I just feel yeah. like. It's bogus. <laughs> Maybe it's because right. I have such a relationship with words. I don't understand. It can't process how people say things like I didn't know how to sell, tell you. I don't know how to find the words. But um, if this person can 
cut you off and not speak to you for days or weeks at a time, mm. then I feel like that is that that is probably not somebody who you will want to be in relationship with. Uh, because there is, like Jay said, mm. there is no level of security. And I, mm. I can't trust. Like for me personally, if you're able to do it to me once, then I can't trust that you won't ever do it again. And I can't you live... I can't live in this in this constant state of worry that as soon as something goes wrong, you're going to get your things and leave with no explanation. Right. And that's not I, I, I have a huge issue with that. Like a lack of communication is not an excuse for anything, because at this at this point in time, you are a full fledged adult and you understand how words work. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't take much for somebody to send you a message or somebody to pick up the phone and say, I need some time and I'll hit you up. You know, just give me that time. Because after that, at least they've communicated. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. But if they're not communicating with you, you have nothing to go off of. And how am I supposed to feel safe in a relationship like that? Okay. So and then well, furthermore, to add insult to injury, you see my phone calls coming in. You see my text coming through and you're still choosing to ignore me, which is a disrespect and a slap in my face. So I ain't got nothing else for you. You got to go. It's too much. You gotta, so, yeah, yeah in terms, I know it's challenging, but you have to. Um, I think I was listening. I was at work last week and we were having uh, a debrief after one of our simulations that is designed to really trigger people um, because certain emotions, ha having certain emotional responses is kind of necessary to kind of get you to consider changing your mind about certain things. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in, in instances where we are often confronted with like feelings of rejection or fear or disappointment, we shouldn't always run from that because those like sitting in those emotions at that time can really be what we need to experience in order to be like, I don't never want to feel like this again. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things I heard the facilitator say that really stuck with me was that we have to be okay with non-closure sometimes, or we have right. to accept that closure is not going to be what we think it's going to be. So sure. Mm -hmm. Even if this relationship is over and you want to have, wanted to have a nice, neat, you know, into it with a with a red bow and you guys could just go your separate ways that might not be how this story ends it might be right. that you know he has made a decision and you can't do anything about what he's decided to do so you just you you can however take responsibility for what you want to do and you can decide that you're going to turn around and do you now um mm -hmm. and i think that that's so it just i think in terms of how do you find the strength to walk away i think it comes from thinking about what you want and, and what you, what you deserve and compare that to what you're getting. <laughs> and right. um, then think about what are some of the choices and things that you can do um, in order to get you closer to what you want and what you deserve versus what you're currently receiving. Right. Social equation. Oh yeah. yeah. What you say? No, I was just gonna say those like everything Kia just said are gonna be the things that are gonna help it to make it because we we both understand like I know it's easy for us on this end to be like fuck that nigga, but at the same time we do fully understand the hurt that you're experiencing right now. Yeah, I've been um, there, sis. I'm not a <laughs> yeah, holy same mm -hmm. <laughs> same. That's why I'm telling you I don't want you to waste too much time sulking 
over somebody who is not putting the same energy into you. Um, and if hopefully these, these few things will help you to be able to come to that conclusion a little bit quicker, like will help you to be able to get to a healthy point a little bit faster than maybe Kia or myself was able to when we experienced the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shaquasia, we got you, sis. Yeah, girl. I mean, bye. Tell that nigga to just keep right on. Cause what would he say right. at this point? Because right. at this point, ain't no need. Like the the statute of limitations on any apology that he may have even been de- may have deserved, which I don't necessarily believe that that you know would be the case. But the statute of limitations mm-hmm. on that apology is up. Mm-hmm. He has canceled all of that. So what I want you to do is get all of your things, sis. All of them. What you could do is change your number on that. <laughs> Woo, change your number. Change your number on that nigga. Change your number on that, and and don't save his number. Don't save his number, or or you could erase his number, or I'm, even if you know about heart, just erase it. If he does hit you back, ever hit him with that swift and quick. Who is this? Who is this? Listen, new phone. Not, who this? New, not even new phone. Who is this? <laughs> right. I don't know who this is. So yeah, and when he responds back, don't respond back. Right. And that's going to be a lot easier said than done. But walk away like Angela Bassett and waiting to excel. Flick your cigarette. Burn up the... Flick your cigarette <laughs> and let your weave blow in the wind, sis. <laughs> Listen, burn up the trash. <laughs> Come on, burn it. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yes, your question. I, I hope that this is helpful. Keep us posted with what goes on with you and this, and this, and this boy. Hopefully it would be nothing, but... That's just my two cents. You didn't ask for that. <laughs> so you want to read the next one, please? Yes. The next one, uh, we're going to call her Molly, and you'll see why. Okay. Molly says, first of all, I adore y'all. Y'all like my fun black cousins that I'd hang out with if I went to family functions like that. <laughs> but anywho, I work at an investment firm where I am one of four black people working there. This comes after my firm hired two new black women a few months ago, and it was just two of us toughing it out for a while before these two new melanated goddesses came along. Okay. Naturally, I instantly clicked with the both of these queens, and we soon became friends inside and out of the office. However, one of the queens, (laughs) clearly they met at Afropunk. Oh, my God. Uh, Let's call her Dada. (laughs) <laughs> no, does not know when to stop the antics that we normally participate in outside of the office. Okay. For example, she comes up to my desk talking very loud about our club explorations from the past weekend. Oh, Matter of fact, she always comes up to my desk about anything, even work related. It seems like she's always yelling. Mm. I constantly have to remind her that it's like a library around here and to use her inside voice. But what gets on my goddamn nerves the most is that Dada thinks it's cool to walk up in my office and just stand there for a reason for no reason at all. Like we ain't got work to do or something and just talk about nothing. Basically, sometimes she just dances. Yes, dance or just wants to joke around. Now, I am all for black girl magic and embracing the culture with a K pun totally intended and all. However, I am very serious person at work. I caucasianally joke from time to time if my schedule allows, but I learned very quickly from being in the investment world that everything is very prompt and straight to the point because everything happens so fast. While I am at a while I'm at work, I embody the if it don't make money, it don't make sense vibe. 
I don't want these white folks knowing me like that because I don't want to get to know them more than what I have to besides the mandatory work events that I have to attend. I just like to do my work and take my black ass home so I can smoke and talk shit about my annoying ass co-workers to my dogs like every other normal black person in corporate America. To top it all off, Dada has been performing terribly at all her duties. Mm. It's become so bad that she has had to have some of her duties taken away from her so that she can handle her duties. Dada has to be constantly restrained on some duties. What? Retrained, excuse me, on some of the duties that she's been doing for the past five months now. My other black goddesses and myself, this language is cracking me up, uh, has even done some of Dada's work for her, and yet she still falls behind. <sighs> Dada acts very clueless. Majority of the time she's in the office, all of Dada's admins, people she assists, still ask their old assistants to assist them, including one of my old admins while begging us for us not to tell her. Our office is currently undergoing construction expanding the workspace and i am blessed enough to receive a brand new work area to go along with my promotion hashtag team typing very All fast right. however i just found out through my other black colleague who assists the head of compliance that they are going to make dada my office mate and as a last attempt to keep her before she loses her job they are going to strip dada away from all of her assisting duties and make her the greeter of the office Ooh. the black colleague who told me this is leaving for another firm soon and she told me she will bring me along now, before I automatically jump ship and go for this new job, my question is, if and or when I am approached by this, how can I professionally say I don't want Dada sitting with me? How can I let Dada know she is fucking up her job and get her shit together without hurting her feelings and possibly still being her friend? Because this is extremely sensitive and does not take well to criticism. Infinite gratitude, infinite love, Molly. Molly is so ho taffy. <laughs> I know. That's her heart. <laughs> I know. Bless her heart, Molly. Yes. Um, Molly, your language had me rolling. Listen, between the goddesses, I feel like I should have been burning some sage or something. Well, I am, but still. Um, (laughs) Some Palo Santo. So, okay. Remind me now. Is this an instance of... Um, is, is Molly and Dada on the same, like, is there a hierarchy between them? Is Molly um, more senior than Dada? It looks like it, yes. And I don't think Molly is over Dada, but I do think she's more senior than Dada from my comprehension of the email. So, that being said, in the initial, like, and said in the context for the email, and it talks about the friend. Do they have like a real friendship, or is it just like a oh, this is my work friend, we hang out at work friend? No, it sounds like they become friends. So she said, "There's few black people. So the four black girls who are in the office have become friends, and they hang out outside of the office. And so Dada does not know. She brings the outside activities into the office, talking about them and. It makes Molly uncomfortable. <clears throat> so, okay. If it were me, I believe that... I don't know if there is an easy way to say any of this, no. but I do feel like... I don't know. Like It's clear that Molly feels very strongly about this, so I don't know that she would be able to maneuver and exist within her relationship with Dada without it manifesting itself in some way. So if she doesn't just say it outright, 
her behavior is going to start right. to reflect that she does, that she feels these ways. Exactly. Um, so I think if it were me, I would invite Dada to happy hour or to have dinner and maybe some drinks after work. And I would make sure that it was just me and her. I would not, you know, invite the other goddesses in the office to join us. <laughs> um, but I would sit, you know, we would sit around some salsa, some salsa and chips and pico de gallo and maybe a good guacamole. And I would just mm-hmm. say, okay, so sis, you know, I would let her know, I'm, you know, we're going to have a hat. We're going to have a real live come to Jesus conversation over these tapas. And I want you to know that I'm saying this because I actually do care about you and I, I want to be upfront. Um, but you know, and then just lay it all out. You be loud as hell at work <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you be doing the most. And yeah. you know, the girls are talking about your performance and I'm telling you this because, you know, I care. Um, Cause I'm your fellow guy. I'm your friend, and I want you to be aware. I wouldn't want it to be like I knew about all of this and never said anything, um, because I feel like if Dada finds out, and you know, it comes out that that Molly knew about this and didn't say anything, she might feel ways about that. So I think the what I would do is I would probably try to be as upfront and honest as possible, especially mm-hmm. if this is my friend and I care about her and I want her to do well. Um, I feel like I would say that as far as you saying you don't want to share a space with her, I don't feel like there's a way around that. (laughs) I don't feel like there's a way around that. If they're, if they're saying they want to put you with her, put you and her together. um, If she already knows that, I don't know if there's going to be a way that you can like discreetly make it known that you don't want to share a workspace with her. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that. I don't. I don't. I, that's hard to get around. I don't see that. Happen. But um, yeah, I you, you got to talk to your homegirl. Like, if this is really your homegirl and you're really on this goddess queen, you know, all of that Palo Santo incense, um, and head wraps, which is cool because I love all of that. Um, then you got to have a frank conversation with her. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to see one of your fellow black women fall. So if she's, if she's not performing in the workplace, then put her on, you know what I'm saying? Let her know, like, like Kia said, yo, people are talking, streets are talking and you are not performing and they are talking about you losing your position. And I'm going to tell you some of the things that I've, I've observed that may be contributing to that. Um, and I'm letting you know this because I care about you. Everything, everything, everything he has said. <laughs> so hopefully, um, hopefully that helps. This is not an easy situation. But, you know, if you consider somebody your homegirl, if you consider them your friend, nobody's, you, you know, if it's not going to cause you to lose your job, then help her out. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, it's out of your right. hands. At least you put it right. on. You can't. You can't do anything about what she what she chooses to do with the information that was given. So to if her. if she blows up, if she even if she hears it and receives what you say, but doesn't change her behavior in any way, I feel like your hands are clean. You've done mm-hmm. your due diligence as someone who is a friend, um, and you felt like you've spoken up and just made her aware of what is going on in the office concerning her. 
And, you know, ball is in her court from that point. I think that you'd be better off going to her because if you go to somebody else, she could say you was gossiping and talking, talking mess. Yeah. Um, she could say that you is not loyal if you don't say nothing at all. So I feel like the best thing to do is to just sit on down and have a margarita and let her know. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the long and the short of it. What you got next? Okay, okay, okay. All right. We have another letter. It says, Dear Aunties Jade and Kia, my name is Carell, and I'm a senior in college graduating this fall with a degree in human resources, organizational leadership, and communications. I've been doing an internship in human resources at a Fortune 200 company and have been trying to be as professional and hands-on as possible so that they'll know I'm serious. My ultimate dream is to be to head a diversity division for a major corporation. I know that I have big aspirations, so whenever I've had the chance so far to interact with someone who has been in the human resources diversity field in a high position, I try to ask them for advice. The company I'm currently with has a huge open door policy, so I asked the VP of human resources what advice he had for someone who'll soon be fresh out of college and what advice he would give himself if he were to if he looked back. He subsequently reached out to my supervisor and my supervisor's manager to say that it left a bad taste in his mouth and that I had emailed him asking how to get his job. Woo! (laughs) My supervisor subsequently came to me to say that I need to know my audience, even though we're constantly promoting the idea that we should be able to reach out to anyone in the company. This event has caused my anxiety to skyrocket, and I now feel extra self-aware of everything that I do. I know that I'm a good intern. I know my own character. I know that I add value to the workplace. But now I know the head of human resources for the whole company isn't particularly fond of me. I can't help but wonder if there are other things I'm doing wrong. Was I wrong for asking for advice from someone in a position that I aspire to have? I've attached the email for further reference. Thank you for reading my letter and being the aunties that I don't personally have but need in my life. My parents have had such a diff- have had such different life experiences, and sometimes it's hard to get advice from them, so I greatly appreciate it. Carell. Oh, woo, my Lord, this is so much. It is. Um, <laughs> woo. Did you read the email? So, yes, she gives her name and she, she introduces herself, tells where she's going to mm-hmm. school. Um, and, and, you know, state it's a very short, brief email. She's trying to make a concrete decision on what her major plans are going to be over the course of her time in HR. Um, she shares her vision for herself is to be where you sit as the vice president of human resources for a major corporation. I also hope to have a key role in diversity and equality tactics because those are topics that are near to my heart. So she is specific. Okay. All right. I was wondering if you have any advice for someone who will soon be fresh out of college trying to make headway. If you could look back at yourself over the years, what advice would you give yourself? Thank you for your time. Personally, I don't think she did anything wrong. I don't either. Um, I think that the person who sits in that position is an asshole. (laughs) Um, And I think even her email was very professional. I don't think it sounded like, yo, so I want your job. What's up? It wasn't even like that. Uh, And it was, it was, it was very sincere and it was very professional. Um, But your supervisor is right. Know your audience because everybody's not going to be in your corner and everybody's not going to be there to help you to progress unfortunately and you just happen to learn that the hard way and early on 
I would my my only advice in this because again, I feel like you handled yourself very well is to find some very pointed mentors. Um, I don't know where you would find them, uh, maybe through some programs in school or, you know, some people that you know, uh, but, or even professors you've had, whatever. I would find some mentors that you know are there for your best interests and use them for any questions that you have because everybody's not rooting for you. Um, I also feel like the another factor that could be at play here is understanding the importance of understanding the culture of the organization that you work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get that, um, you know, you said that they profess to have an open door policy, but, you know, while we are navigating these spaces, it's important that we pay attention to certain nonverbal cues that mm-hmm. give us an indication of how people operate and what are kind of the unspoken rules uh, uh, that rule the day in that organization. So Mm -hmm. what I feel like might be happening here, in addition to the VP of Human Resources of this particular organization, just having a chip on his shoulder and, you know, looking for reasons to discourage a young black girl, but um, Mm -hmm. ways and reasons to discourage a young black girl. I feel like this may be an instance of perhaps people, I don't know, maybe it's that, maybe this may be an organization where hierarchy and kind of, you know, seniority and those kind of things are really valued. So perhaps Mm -hmm. it may have been in your best interest to speak to your direct supervisor and ask him or her first. What would be, you know, what would be if you wanted to get a, a meeting with the VP to talk about these things and to get his insight on that? I, yeah, I think if I were you from this space going forward, I would go back to my direct supervisor and I would reiterate my intention. I even feel like, and people might disagree here, I would apologize for. Maybe, maybe not. Don't let me think about that. I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like I, I would, I would, I would apologize for crossing a line if I crossed the line. Cause evidently exactly. I crossed the line that was not my intention. Mm-hmm. I do apologize for that, but I would, I would emphasize that, you know, the purpose of my email was just me to get some insight and information from someone who was in a p- p- position that I aspired to be in. At one point later on in my career, I fully acknowledge that as a senior in college, I, I have am in no way qualified to be the VP of okay. HR. Um, but I'm just trying to, you know, get some intel as to how to, you know, go about navigating the next steps, you know, in my life. I think that I would, I, I would, you know, go back in and and at least have that conversation. But, you know, as Jay said, some people are just not going to be for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, these are hard lessons that we have to learn and learn very early. Mm -hmm. Um, There's got to be a reason why you had to learn it this early and in this way. So I wouldn't be discouraged. Maybe this is something Mm -hmm. that you're going to come against often within this particular field or this kind of work. So maybe... God is just saying, let me just go ahead and, you know, hip you to what these people are dealing with and doing in this Mm -hmm. arena. Um, 
so that you'll know how to how to stick and move. But exactly. I don't. I, I, what you say? It's just a lesson. It's just yeah. A, it's, it's just, just a, a lesson. You are totally doing everything that you should be doing mm-hmm. by having this internship and trying to make the most of it by engaging and interacting and introducing yourself to the people who are in the seats that you want to sit in one day. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be discouraged by this this response because I mean initially I'm thinking like this is this man threatened? Are you threatened by me as a as a young right a young lass? Like <laughs> does that bother you to that extent? But it's good to know. It's good to know, and you will continue to have these encounters, unfortunately, because everyone who sits in the position to be a mentor is not qualified to be a good mentor. Thank you. And that's an yeah. awesome, awesome lesson that it's important for you to learn. So I think I would be grateful that I learned this lesson now, mm-hmm. um, as you even before you go into your full time professional career. So, Corel girl, you are out here, and I'm proud of you. Um, Very much so. And I want you to continue to. Don't let this discourage you or take you off your course. Continue to chase the big, awesome, wonderful dreams that you have um, Mm -hmm. and keep us posted on your progress. You just find some mentors that you that you trust. They'll help you along the way. But learning like lessons like this early are actually more of a benefit than anything else for you. So don't like Kia said, don't don't um, don't be discouraged. Be be grateful, actually. Be grateful that you learned it early. Let's move along. Let us. We're gonna do. We're gonna do one more honesty box, and then we're gonna have Kia do a update. What? Yeah, you do the update, and I'll do the next honesty box. Okay. All right. It says, "Hey, ladies, thank you so much for this podcast and the amazing example you both are setting." I can read. You guys have been a godsend during this hectic and crazy year. I need some advice on balancing my goals and dreams with my responsibilities as a new wife and mother and not being so resentful towards my husband. I got married last October and had a baby about five months ago. My husband is currently in a post-BACC program to prepare him for medical prepare him for medical school, and I am a special education teacher. I'm responsible for a majority of the finances since I'm the only one with a full-time job right now. We were living together in Georgia, but the financial and physical strain of raising a newborn, working and paying all the bills while he focused on school was just too much for us. And I moved back home so my mother can help me with the baby and I can make more money. I knew that this would be hard, but I feel as if all I feel as if all I do is work and take care of my son, who I love and adore, while my husband is in another state and only focuses on school and working. He's still able to go out and have fun with his friends while being a part-time parent since he uh, visits us in the other state about once a month. On the other hand, I am taking care of my son 24-7 with some support from my mom since she still works full-time and working. I don't go out because I feel bad leaving him with my mom all the time since she's giving up so much to help me raise him. In addition, I'm crazy because I applied to a Ph.D. program in special education, which will start this January. This degree will open doors for me so that I can make more money and make a bigger impact on education, which is something I've always wanted to do. I know that this is a lot, but what what do I do to find some kind of balance in my life and also not be envious or resentful towards my husband since I'm shouldering so much? Thanks so much for your help. Sincerely. Um, let's call her Josephine. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've heard a lot. Josephine is dealing with so much. 
Yeah. And I don't she, know if she's at, yeah. so she's asking, how can she, how can she find some kind of balance? Oh, no. And also not be envious or resentful toward her husband. So I had a conversation last night with, um, with this guy and he got upset. Well, I don't know. Well, upset in the way that <laughs> niggas get upset, right? So, right. Mm-hmm. You know how they be all getting all angsty and they be trying to prove their points and things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like it's like you know, they, I'm just, I'm just saying, like I'm no longer listening. I'm just saying, right? Right. So, um, but you're not listening. You're though. not listening at all. You're just saying. So, uh, I was talking about balance. And I said, as I've said on this show before, as I've said many times before, I feel like work-life balance is a myth. Yeah. Because, I mean, the term itself, balance, the word balance itself means an even distribution of weight. And I feel like in life, there are a few times where all of your priorities will receive an even distribution of your attention. I think the seasons of life will will call for some things to get more attention than others, and that's just the bottom line. Like right now, I am in a place where, you know, I'm focused on career and, and building and establishing, you know, purpose and what, you know, trying to figure out all the education experience and things that I've been through to this point, how that all comes together to inform the work that I've been given to do right now, whether that be mm-hmm. in my current career job, you know, and through the podcast, through Team Type and Fast, through, you know, whatever speaking engagements or whatever things that are going on. I'm trying to figure out how to maximize all of that such that other areas of my life, whether that be like family relationships, sometimes even health and fitness. I mean, other, other things don't receive the attention career and purpose are receiving. And I don't feel like it will always be that way, but just in this season, that's where it is. And as Mm -hmm. such, Life is out of balance. I think that there are days when you can achieve some level of balance and that, you know, I'm going to work a little bit. I'm going to relax a little bit. But in terms of like broadly speaking in your life, I don't believe that we'll reach. I mean, even as, as young as we are, I don't feel like that kind of equilibrium or balance can exist because I'm supposed to be working right now because Future senior citizen Kia of 2050 (laughs) is relying on Kia of 2018 to work her tits off. Like, with like, unless (laughs) Kia works her tits off right now, Kia of 2039 is going to be hungry. So I just feel like I learned this from Bishop Jakes. He talked about this in the sore book when he was talking about like how there are seasons where you uh, where you where you plant and sow and there are seasons when you uh divide the the spoils like will you mm-hmm. in order for you to have something to divide you got to be sowing and it's like sowing time so i said all that to say that 
perhaps then this time in your life where you are, you know, being a mom, figuring out, you know, being a mom and trying to figure out career, perhaps this season will call for you to, to focus your attention in one place. Mm -hmm. Um, and that will feel, you know, like disease and, you know, things are out of balance and out of whack and that's going to feel uncomfortable. But I think it's important for us to remember that these seasons are temporary um, and that mm-hmm. they, they, you know, may, may not temporary in the sense that it will be over soon, but it will be over eventually and it will be worth right. it when it's over. Um, right. So I guess I'm saying all that to say, maybe it's going to require you right now to think about what your priorities are, maximizing on what your, what help you have available to you. Like, you know, you have your mom there. Have some real conversations to, with her. Line up and sync up your expectations. Make sure that everybody's clear and on the same page about what it is that's going on in your family right now. And, you know, then and only then will you be able to make decisions as to where you can, where you can pour all of your energy, attention, and focus on sewing so that you can have some spoils to divide later on. Because I'm going to tell Ooh. you right now, the PhD is going to whip your tail. It's, it's going to drag you by your eyebrows all over the streets of your hometown. Like it's not no bull. Um, and you have a, you have a newborn. So it's about right. to get real. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're going to find a way to skip leisurely through the fields while you're doing all of this. Uh, but if I'm not going to say that it's impossible, but it's just going to take some work. And as far as you, the only way that you can navigate around resenting your husband or your family for the situation that he's in, that, that you guys are in right now, is you sitting down and opening up your mouth and just saying, you got to sit down and talk about it. You got to tell him everything that you're feeling. You got to be honest. You, even if it's uncomfortable for you and uncomfortable for him, you have to say, look, sometimes it really gets on my nerves that I'm doing all of this and you off somewhere doing what you're doing. <laughs> And, and I know that, you know, if this is temporary or maybe it's not, I don't remember, but I know that the situation is what it is right now. And I said that I can handle it, but right now it's feeling a little heavy because you're entitled right. to change your mind. You are. You are. And y'all created that baby together. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? You created that baby together. You are in a union. And so um, it's not fair. It's not fair that you're in this position right now but like Kia said you're in this position right now and it's not going to be a cakewalk I've had a newborn I didn't do it while getting a PhD but I did do it while working my tits off literally working my tits off I literally have milk (laughs) all over my shirt as I traveled home at four o'clock in the morning um so it's not going to be an easy feat for you uh and she's Kia took the words right out of my mouth. You've got to communicate with your husband. You've got to sit down and have a super pointed conversation um, about how you're feeling and express all of your frustrations because closed mouths don't get fed. Um, And so if you have not already had that conversation, it's very key that you do that uh, and let him know. And you need to be super frank. I mean, you need to let it all out on the table and let him know what it is and not in a confrontational manner, but just in a very matter of fact, like these are all of the things I'm dealing with right now. And the only support that I have is from my mother, not from the person who I who I made the baby with. So 
Uh, yeah, it's gonna get real for you, sis. It's about to get really real for it's, you. It's real right now, yeah. but it's gonna get really, yeah. really realer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But again, but again, it's not it's impossible. Not impossible. And if we get in there and do what we gotta do, the PhD programs are finite experiences. They don't. <laughs> thank God they don't continue on forever and ever. Amen. If you do, if you get in there and do what you gotta do. Um, you can get in it and get through it and get out, but it's just, you know, you just got to go through the process. You got to take the steps. Um, and you can totally do yeah. it. It's just going to require you, you to, to adjust and readjust and figure out, but you got to be honest with yourself and you got to be honest with the people who are around you, especially the people who are helping you or in a position to help you. You got to be honest and talk about what it is that you need. And, um, yes. that's the only way you're going to get it. Because you need a support system right now. You need, to, yeah. And if if there are any other supports that are available to you, it probably be in your best interest to figure out what those might be. Whether it's you yeah. know family members, people from friends. from your yeah friends, people at your job, uh, anybody. Honestly, mm-hmm. people you know people that are around you, and it'll come. It'll come in, in forms. It'll come in ways that you don't even expect. But you just put it out there that this is what you need. And I feel, and I feel like in those instances where I've done that, the needs have always been met one way or the other. Absolutely. So we hope that you, we hope that, you know, everything works out for you the way that it needs to work out for you and that, you know, your conversation with your husband works out and, you know, we're rooting for you and your team typing fast. We are definitely rooting for you in that. uh, And we know that you're going to get through it and it's not going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. So just know that it's just going to take some time. Um, and we're working hard now, like he has said. And like I always say, we are working hard now so we don't have to work hard later. True. We're doing this now for a purpose. And let's move on to our very last. We got an update. So this is coming from D. So D sent us an email uh, last month. Um, and she was, if, I don't know. If, let me see if I can do a little rejudge, a little recap here. Where D was saying, oh, D had, D was the one who had mm-hmm. the, she was in a relationship with the good one. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay, so D, D is 22 years old. She's a grad student. She's pursuing her MSW MPH, Master's of Social Work, Master's of Public Health. It's a three year program. Um, and she, uh, she has a, a, a bay. They both graduated undergrad. Um, last year and she was saying, you know, everything was going along just swimmingly. He was, he was fine and he was, you know, he has tenacity and ambition and professionalism and all of these wonderful things. But her concern was, um, you know, she gets in her own head and discourages herself uh and she's thinking like what what is she going to do with her life i guess kind of comparing because he is such a go-getter she was comparing herself um to him and i guess we were just saying like sis don't do that you out here just like he is like don't let the devil mm-hmm. trick you into believing that you're not so decent us an update she says hey cousins it's been just over a month since i sent in my honesty box and was pulled all the way together. Yes, this we tried. Okay. <laughs> so I so appreciate you two for keeping it real and honest. A lot of things you said were things I had never before considered. There was a lot of self-doubt and a lot of 
undermining of my own accomplishments and progressions that stem from me being stem from me comparing my journey to my partners, which you both also mentioned was not productive. I took your advice and began therapy, and it's one of the best decisions I have made. Hey. Also, shout out to my therapist and all of her black girl magic. It's been extremely helpful and worthwhile. I've also uh, had a very honest, in-depth, and vulnerable conversation with my partner about how I was feeling and why I was having those feelings, assuring him it was nothing I was faulting him for, and he was not surprisingly supportive and understanding. He takes my concerns and helps me to find solutions, uh, whether that be professional development, job searches, networking, etc. In his words, as long as you feel what you're doing is for you, that'll always be enough for me. Come on, babe. Oh my, come on. Come on. That boy needs to you write a, a book. Po- Tell him to start what? a blog or something. And talk to all of these raggedy Listen. niggas that everybody else is writing about. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. He's, well, he's like, welcome to my TED Come Talk. Come on. <laughs> Tell him to step out on the carpet and say what's on his heart. Okay. With his wireless I'm mic. I'm mad. Get the man a lavalier. Okay. Um, okay. I lost my place being all extra black. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Uh, it says, thank you both for getting and snatching my edges and getting me together. The past month has been refreshing. And I was reminded as Kia said, Oh, that I am more than enough and I deserve my good man. Ow. Hey, that's right. Thank you both so much. And see you at team at typing fast, taking care NYC. Come on. Sincerely. Yes. New me who this. Ow, come on, D. I see you out here on a full flex. I'm excited. We're so hyped. Yes. Yes. Your man is a good man. Hey, that's a good man, Savannah. (laughs) That's a good man. That's a good man, Savannah. Savannah. (laughs) But shout out to you for going and getting some therapy. I love it. Like you really, you really did. You took the steps. You're doing the I'm work. So proud. You're doing what it takes. So you know we are shouting. You know it's all fun. We are shouting at your man, and he is a good man, and we're so glad that you have that support system there. But shout out to you for handling uh, your business and taking the necessary steps to get yourself together. Show you're right. So we 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 have nothing but love for you, I and can't. thank you for the update. I got nothing but love for you, baby. Wait, I got another thing. What you got? I got another yeah, thing. Come on. <laughs> yes, girl. D, you did that. We're proud of you. Can't wait to see you uh, next month at Type of Fast Taking Care NYC. It's going to be Liddy Fi Liddy. I'm going to make you an extra big plate. Yes, Jade is catering. So we're going to be eating or whatever. Yeah, y'all is. So, yeah, that's it, right? We got all of the, all of our honesty box. Our honesty box grab bag kitchen table talk <laughs> is, you know, just about wrapped up. Um, I like these. Not yeah, only because, yes, not only because, you know, sometimes it's just, it's just a lot for us to produce, uh, <laughs> produce, a con- produce content <laughs> after we don't work all, all week, all weekend. Um, mm. but, uh, thank y'all for your patience. Thank y'all for sending in the letters. And I hope that what, you know, they help me. So I hope that they are helpful to, you know, all of you as well. Absolutely. I love that they're all different because I know that all of us are um, dealing with different issues, but we are all dealing with something. And so it's nice to know that there are different, you know, there are, there are people out here in our community who are going through what we're going through 
and it helps us to get into a place where we're not feeling like we're by ourselves. So shout out to all of you all for being vulnerable enough to write in and trusting Kia and I enough to run our jibs. Mm-hmm. Um, Bumping these gums, honey. Mostly Kia. <laughs> and <laughs> mostly. sorry, I've always talked no, too much. She, she's the wise one of the two of um, us. It's fine. Talking too I, much. I take my role. Shut up. But <laughs> <laughs> what role? Shut your mouth. I take my role. Oh, girl. Let's move on to the petty peeves. Oh, they do it. Aye, 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 aye. Support for today's show also comes from Care Of. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. Just take care of fun online quiz, which asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices, and find out in five minutes what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. Then your vitamins will get delivered right to your door in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs, perfect for a busy, on-the-go lifestyle. Vegan and vegetarian supplement options are available to match your dietary needs, and your monthly subscription box can be easily modified at any time. So I love care of, I grab my vitamins on the go. I'm terrible about taking vitamins. I'm terrible about taking anything, any pills. So the fact that I can grab my, my vitamin pack and go right out the door and take it on my way to work is key for me. So for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit takecareof.com and enter G-R-O-W-N. That's takecareof.com and enter grown for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. This week's episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Teamy. Did you know that your gut can hold buildup from bad eating habits for years? Everyone holds about 10 to 15 pounds of toxins in their colon, which causes you to bloat, have low energy, low metabolism, and issues losing weight. Ew, and it's gross. Teamy is an easy two-step detox plan designed to get rid of toxins and boost your health. Their 30-day program is easy for everyone, no matter your fitness level. All you do is drink your Teamy Skinny in the morning and then drink the colon cleanse every other night. By adding Teamy to your routine, you'll be getting rid of toxins that are holding your body back from naturally digesting and metabolizing. You'll feel so much better by just adding this two-step program into your life. This is not just for weight loss. This is for your health. So you all know that I don't really care very much about um, trying to necessarily lose weight, but I'm super key about my health. And Teamy has helped me to be super regular. The 30-day detox plan has been wonderful for both my husband and myself. And we feel so much lighter. We have so much more energy. and We're able to chase Noah around the house. Order your 30-day detox by going to TeamyBlends.com and use the code G-R-O-W-N for 25% off any order over $49.99. T-E-A-M-I-B-L-E-N-D-S dot com. Use the code GROWN and get 25% off any order over $49.99. That's TeamyBlends.com and enter code GROWN. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's time for the petty peeves, and I am ready. <laughs> Got my costume on, ready for the parade. Let's go. Um, So, I, y'all know that I don't lie. I've said this before. I get frustrated. I get in my bag when people ask me how to do something that they see me doing, whether that be like walking the hills or typing really fast or, you know, 
I know where this operating is and maneuvering and, and existing in my life with my with my with my nails or mm-hmm. eyelashes or what have you. You know, niggas love to be like, how you do that? How you do that? How you walk in them shoes, girl? I know we've talked about this. I don't want to rehash. But I, how I, you wipe your ass <laughs> from front to back? Huh? It's just, it's just <laughs> wear me down. I, I shared this on Twitter today because I I feel like we do a lot of assuming, and that joint burns my grits. It just gets them all clumpy and lumped up and mm. burnt on the bottom. I hate it. Mm, um, I think that we assume, like we assume that because, like you know, women with short hair have short hair because they can't grow hair. We assume. We assume that women who have long nails have fake long nails. We assume that um, that uh, women who wear makeup uh, uh, have self-esteem issues or are uncomfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that we would all mind our business. Like We don't know. Mm-hmm. If you don't know something, then you shouldn't speak on something that you don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And I just, mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I get, I grow tired of the assumptions. I feel like day to day I'm confronted with with assumptions people have full-fledged positions they have beliefs belief systems and and mindsets about me and have never had a conversation with me and that just makes me want to fight it does it makes me want to fight because it's like you reach that conclusion all by yourself and that's not fair because you're not out here keeping it to yourself if i heard about it that means you're out here running your mouth and i would thank you to if you can't come to me and say something to keep your trap shut that's all. And it could be something as simple as simple and, and, and insignificant as the length of my nails. Right. Mm. Like mm. or it could be something as big as the, the type of person I am or, or you know, mm. my character or how I engage with people or if I engage with people. I just wish that people would just not make mm. assumptions specifically about me. Right. <laughs> I hate it. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's good though. It's, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to, the silver lining that I'm trying to find in this is I've been asking the Lord, like to, to teach me like, okay, what I'm supposed to learn through these lessons, because this keeps happening in my life. It keeps getting on my nerves. So I need to know what I need to take away from this so that I can hopefully move past and move forward. And I feel like the Lord is showing me the ways that I make assumptions about other people. And it's helping me to check that behavior. So, Yeah. Long story less long is that my petty peeve is if you have a question or if you have an opinion, at least at least run it past me or ask or even not me. Somebody who knows me, try to confirm this or give me the benefit of the doubt before you run. Tell that no matter what it is, (laughs) before you get out on the Internet or in the street or in the choir stand or at the gas station or at Target. And fix your face to say anything concerning me. <laughs> just, just yeah. check yourself before, because I'm trying to stay in character. I'm trying to be a Christian, but I'm not a killer. But don't push me. <laughs> don't push me, because I'll go. It's, it's always the ashy niggas too. I, it was a bunch of ashy niggas on Twitter one day who were talking about women who wear makeup. You know, like you said, now it, they're insecure, they're ugly, whatever. They just had so many opinions about women who wear makeup. And I was like, 
all of you all need to shut the fuck up because your mothers forgot to rub your hands. <laughs> They're funny shaped. They're not shaped. And you hide misshapen, your funny misshapen hands. shaped heads with fitteds. So you have no room to talk about anybody. Be quiet. Nobody asks about your opinion. And furthermore, let me, I would also like the record to reflect that a lot of these niggas who are out here preaching the gospel against makeup have beards. And let me tell you, they look like James Harden. There is and we all know James Harden deceiving. is facially deficient. And there is nothing more deceiving than a beard. <laughs> nothing. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. A fitted. Nothing. A fitted is also deceiving. Well, a fitted and the, and the beard combination is just like witness protection. I don't even know who you are. Oh, shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know who you chase. are. Who are you? I don't know you. You are <laughs> a hologram. You're a Decepticon. You're a transformer. <laughs> Get out of my face. You want to be in here talking about somebody wearing some concealer and you out here with a full be- a beard and a fitted will make a whole new nigga. Just like that. A whole, because as soon as they shave their face, you be like, ah, who the fuck are you? <laughs> it's, like, who's, it's like somebody turned the lights on in the club. <laughs> Like I did not go. I did not agree to go on a date with Sam Cassell. <laughs> what does it all mean, Jesus? But yes, uh, that's all. That was my. Be out here fraudulent as Listen, Bugazi, counterfeit with a, be- a Beijing, Just, uh, a fitted, I can't. a beard. I can't. You are not the same person, sir. That you were before. I'm that. tired, and you be wearing these Tims to give you that extra inch and a half. You out here in a full five seven. <laughs> leave me alone leave me alone you hear me I've seen the episode of Seinfeld where George refused to take off his Tim's <laughs> because he knew they gave him height I <laughs> so that's all I'm saying it, it's given let this I'm taking this as a lesson if y'all want to join me in this lesson I've learned I've started to check myself and start to give people the benefit of the doubt before I just be out all here outlandish with my opinions that have that have not been confirmed because I'm tired of people coming back to me. Oh, I thought. Oh, I heard that you X Y Z and one two three and and twenty three twenty four twenty five. And I'm just like, I don't know where you got that from because the lie detector test has determined that that is a lie. That is a lie. You are not. The you father. are not the father. I'm over here dying because I. <laughs> I remember in my single days when niggas would approach me and Tim's mm. and I will always take two inches Listen, off. Listen, you just got to do it. You got to do it. I'm like, oh, so you're really I remember one time, oh my gosh, I met I met this guy in the club. Well, we was out and I had on a shoe. I was in the club and right. I was in the club. I had on a shoe. These were the days, honey. These are the days. This is like 23 to age 23 to 27 Kia who was in a pump five days oh. a week Kia I was like where well, you can hurdle and see absolutely and I was out inch. here jumping double dutch <laughs> like whatever yes. what you need I got you now my ankles yeah. be looking at me like sis be seated <laughs> in the tired. presence of God but um <laughs> <laughs> but uh so I met him and I was out right so the next time we got together I had on a sneaker mm-hmm. so I kid you not that nigga opened the door and saw that I was like shorter. Like he saw that in my shoe. I mean, in my, in my sneaker, he was taller than me. That nigga was like, yes. Woo! Yeah. He was like, it was a full <laughs> celebration mode. And I was like, you know what? 
I wanted this like he Martin, was like, like Martin. Oh, he was like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew I was taller than you, I knew it. He was encouraging himself the whole time. It was that little Martin jig right before he got married where he did I that said, little. You know what, guys? <laughs> Leave us alone. Said, that baby had on that Tim, and I had on that heel. And he, <laughs> he was noivous. He was noivous. He was sweating. He was sweating. He was noivous. But he was out here in a that full baby inch, was like nervous, honey. He didn't know like, what to do. He was like, "Man, was like, I don't know how I'm gonna climb this tree, but I'm gonna climb he was it." Like, man, I'm telling you, what I'm gonna do if she like looking at the top of my head? What, what I'm gonna do? <laughs> He was in a full celebration, ticker tape parade out here. He was out here. But he's like, I always got to keep a cut. I always got to keep a cut. She's going to be looking at the top of my head. Oh. Can I get a shape up? Then the guy go get a shape up every two oh, days because he God. thought she was 6'3". Oh, God. <laughs> he was in his bag, honey. That baby was scared. Because we was talking when we were sitting down. And then I stood up. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Willow. He was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like, all right. Okay. He's like, he, went home, he went home and told his niggas, he's like, nigga, I met Zena, the warrior princess tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me think of my friend uh, Jamel from high school because we used to do that in the hallway. <laughs> Y'all, y'all were so we were. And that's why I said, it's a wonder. White Place High School should have expelled me long ago. But God. Ooh, no. I took all of that. So you ain't going to go that. <laughs> <laughs> I did all that. I did all of, all the alternative schools. I did that. So Ke- Jane did that. So hopefully Kitty ain't got to go through that. <laughs> well, my petty peeve um, this week are for the terrorists of society. Oh, who go into a multi-stalled bathroom um, and and go into the stall directly next to the person. Uh-huh. The only person who's in the bathroom. Mm. There's, there's no reason. There's no there reason no why reason. you should ever go into a multi-stall bathroom that is only occupied by one person and go to the stall right next to them. You might as well go in the stall with them. It's just as violating. Uh, and I think that you're a terrorist and you're a derelict of society. Um, and as Kia likes to say, an uncircumcised Palestine. And um, I hope I hope that you lose your thumbs because it's <laughs> it's just not cool for you to you do that. You are coming for the people's thumbs on today. Because I'm telling you, these thumbs, like a lack of thumbs will really make your life difficult. I'm trying to tell you. I got mafia in my blood. My Lord. But that's another episode of Get Grown. <laughs> what an adventure. We just saw my word. All right, ladies and gents, we thank you for your time and your patience. Um, we do. And we are really appreciate y'all continuing to kick it with us week after week after week. Stay tuned, man, because we're up to things. Hopefully Ooh, in the next, uh, yes, you know, few days or so, we'll be able to let you guys in on what's cooking. Um, but we're going to be... Uh, yeah, we're up to things for the rest of 2018. Um, yeah. Shout out to, again to everyone who came and kicked it with us at Reed Temple. Um, shout out to everyone who's shown us love on social media. Um, 
the getting grown Instagram is is growing and thriving out here. We're excited about that. It is. Um, oh, and continue if you may. We never ask, but if you continue to um, rate us five stars on iTunes, yeah, man. Um, because that is what keeps the bills paid. Show you right and support support our advertisers and sponsors. Yeah. Um, support our sponsors, right? Because again, that's what keeps us, you know, able to continue to bring you guys these shows through loudspeakers. And uh, yeah, we're excited about what's coming. We're we're growing, and we're so grateful. I tell people all the time, I never would have anticipated that we would pop like we've popped. And I mean, we're you know not comparing ourselves to any other show because we know our lane and we're in it and we're staying in mm-hmm. it. But you know, Always. I I'm I'm super grateful for you know mm-hmm. getting grown i'm proud of us and how we've how we've come together as a community and i think we're doing awesome work in the space mm-hmm. so i'm excited about what the future holds for us so we're going to get out your way so you can commence with the rest of your tuesday and the rest of your week um continue to check the description box for, for all the updates and things that we talked about on the show visit uh check out jade at Makosa this weekend um Listen, mm-hmm. guys, I'm going to tell you, you heard it here first. We're almost nearing halfway sold on the type of fast is taking care of New York City tickets. Don't miss the Come bus, through. man. Don't miss the bus. Yeah, we're going to have a good Please. time. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this. It's a beautiful space right there on NYU's campus. We're going to be sponsored by uh, NYU and Loudspeakers Network. It's going to be amazing. Jade is going to be catering. We're going to have amazing food. Dr. Sharon Friesbert, the University of... I don't know why I'm slamming things. Dr. Sharon Friesbert of the University of Maryland is going to be coming and sharing her wonderful insight. And I'm going to be there, too, with my two cents. So, y'all. And I'm telling you, I would, I'm not an academic. <laughs> I, you I are a professional, no, though. So it's not just... I'm it's not, not an academic, but I was academic the, It's not. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. I was at the first one. Dr. Sharon Friesbert... I love her. I'm going to give her a She's big a old hug around She's her neck treasure. when I see her. You. Come through, get her jewels, get Kia's <laughs> gems, and then come get my food yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm, I just think it's it. so um, it's critical. We don't get to have intergenerational conversations um, as Black mm-hmm. women in the spaces we find ourselves in. So it's really just an opportunity for us to come and be community with one another and to literally mm-hmm. sit at the feet of someone who's traversed the the roads and, and, and places and spaces that we are currently traveling and can give us that insight yes. that we need that won't nobody else be able to give us. Um, and she, gets she does it. get she, it. Doctor, she, she gets it. it. And she's a mother. She's a wife. She's an entrepreneur. As In, a, in addition to being a world-renowned scholar and academic. Um, and she's fly as Jax. And, you know, her and her friends have this... This she all, is. you know, all black women financial investment club and they do all manner of fabulous things. So these are the kinds of people I just want to sit up under and get my learn on. So I'm inviting mm-hmm. y'all into my into my village. This is the woman that, you know, helped groom me up <laughs> and brought me through the ranks. So I'm sharing her with you all. Please, 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 please come kick it with us. You will not be sorry. Get these tickets before they mm-hmm. all the way gone. Um. Yeah, you're, you're, you don't want to miss this. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. I stand behind it one million we're having, percent. We're going to have an awesome time. And all my friends, I mean, the super friends are coming, I believe, right? I believe, uh, I yeah. think uh, Crystal's going to be, I'm going to, I think I need to confirm with Crystal and Fran, but Fran was at the last one. We're going to have a good time. So just come and hang out with us. 
Today's coming. I'm gonna be there, and my God's not gonna play. Yeah, man, those are those are out. I've got some of those. I'm gonna bring yes. those to the event. You can get those there, and then hopefully soon uh, after. Actually, maybe even before they'll be available online for you to purchase. But I'm working on things. You know, I got forty five thousand million trillion jobs, but. <laughs> We're out here. We are. So thank you guys again for listening. Um, And in the meantime, make sure you are greasing your scalps and moisturizing your skin. Yes, indeed. And minding your business and drinking your water because your black will crack if it's dry. (laughs) Bye, Bye. y'all. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. You'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa wherever you get your podcasts.